0: everyone this is Heidi St. John today is monday january 30th welcome to the podcast i am glad you guys are here today it's been a busy weekend for me uh, my sister and her little her three little babies came home from the hospital on saturday and can i just say wow wow to the wow <laughs> like i i i do not consider myself to be a wimp right i've had seven babies but i have never had seven babies at once, or even two babies at once. All you people out there, you mothers of multiples, my hat is off to you. Um, I've been watching my sister and her husband as they've been sort of navigating this new season of life, and it's really been uh, an eye-opener for me. Also encouraging, just to see how God answers prayer. Um, For those of you who've been praying for her, I really appreciate it. They feel your prayers. I am telling you what, you guys. I am, I think more right now, than ever before in my life, a believer in prayer and in the power of it. And I've seen it uh, in our nation this year and I've seen it uh, in the life of my sister as they prayed for those babies and uh, they just prayed to be, even be able to have babies and then for God to give them three was just uh, you know exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And I feel that way about a lot of the stuff that's happening in our country right now. Um certainly we, you know, I'm, I am in prayer, I you know, like many of you uh, for uh, President Trump and for those around him, but I'm going to really encourage you this year in the way that the Lord is encouraging me. The Holy Spirit has just been moving me and my husband to just a place of dependence on the Lord in prayer, and it matters. And I want to, I'm going to touch on something today uh, because as always, I want to, direct you back to the word of god because the bible is filled with wisdom and uh, insight and encouragement for uh women of all ages and if there was ever a time when women and I, i i guess i can't help but think of my sister with her her three little babies if there was ever a time that women needed to have good examples older women to look up to the time is now uh the time is right now Uh, and there was no clearer indication of this than the Women's March that happened uh, last week. And so this week, I want to just start off the week by talking about what the Bible says the role of women is supposed to be. God has incredible love for women, and there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about his heart for women and what it's supposed to be, but I want to focus on I want to start by focusing on Proverbs 14, because probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and boy, we need to hear it now more than ever. It says, a wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I believe as we're watching sort of the rise of, and have been watching now for many decades, the rise of feminism in the culture, and And there have been counter-movements to feminism. Certainly, patriarchy is a counter-movement to the feminist movement. I don't consider myself to be a feminist because I don't identify with modern feminism. In the same way that I uh, don't—I'm not a fan of the patriarchy movement either, which really esteems Uh, men—feminism is the mirror image of that, and feminism idolizes women. And we certainly saw that at the Women's March, and many of you uh, followed me on Facebook, and I— You know, I made a statement on Facebook that has now been seen, oh my goodness, I think last time I looked, it was 2.5 million times. Uh, But my point was that the Women's March was an embarrassment to me because I don't believe that the way that those women were acting was encouraging to women. It's not encouraging to women. The Bible says that a wise woman builds her house. There was nothing about that that I saw as building anything. Um, Building a house looks different than tearing it down, right? Um, we can make a mess, and that looks different than cleaning it up. And I didn't see any effort really into cleaning up the mess that feminism is making in the culture. Building requires obedience in many, many areas of our lives. It requires obedience in the areas that people are never going to see, and the outgrowth of that is seen in places like the Women's March. Now, the, the flip side to that march was the March for Life, which a lot of people mistakenly believed was a counter uh, reaction. To the women's march, but it was. And I think this would have, I don't know how many marches, I should have looked it up, done my homework uh, before the podcast, but uh, I'm having sympathy, sleep trouble for my sister. (laughs) So I didn't take the time. But uh, this march has been going on for a long, long time. And it wasn't a counter march, but boy, it was sure counter to the march. It was sure counter to the women's march in the sheer way that the women who were there were conducting themselves. We are called, according to the Bible, to put the interests of others ahead of our own. And we, when we put on you know, hats that are shaped like body parts, we spend our whole lives as women saying, don't objectify us, we don't wanna be seen this way. And then what do we do? We call attention to the very thing we say, don't look at that, we don't wanna call attention to that. And that's what the topic becomes about. That is not a wise woman building her home. That is the opposite of that. And I just wanna encourage those of you who are listening, When you uh, see things like that happening, you need to be asking yourself, is this representing the kind of woman that I want to be? Proverbs 11, verse 16 says, a kind-hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men gain only wealth. A kind-hearted woman gains honor. I wonder if we as women can be both fierce and kind. I think we can. I think we can be because through the power of the Holy Spirit we have access to God and we can be both fierce and kind. I wonder what would happen if we stopped being contemptuous and started being kind. It's interesting to note that as we kind of watch the the culture sort of shifting and I think even the the country right now um kind of a buckling under the weight of an ideology that we have uh, that we've been that we've taken on as a culture. And in fact, I'm gonna have uh, Dorenda on the podcast with me later on this week, and we're gonna be talking about spanking and whether or not uh, Jesus would have spanked a child, (laughs) whether or not spanking is okay. And the reason I wanna talk about this is the same reason I'm talking about uh, wise women building their homes today, because at the end of the day, every decision that we make, every action that we decide to pursue should be based upon what God says is true. Whether it's how we conduct ourselves as women, whether it's whether or not we choose to spank our children, whether or not we choose to be faithful to our spouse, the Bible informs our decisions as believers. It's interesting also to note that there's a lot, there are a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about uh, living with a quarrelsome wife. And uh, I just did the podcast with my husband last week, and we were talking about marriage. And actually, we're going to come back and do that again, because we've been working on something called Hot Monogamy, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. We're going to do that next week as we get a little bit closer to Valentine's Day. But uh, the Bible says, actually, that it's better to live on the corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife, right? Right? That's proverbs 21 9 if you go down just 10 more verses from there in verse 19 It says better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Hey, and by the way Um, I always link back to these verses and so if you if you go man, what was that verse? You can always go back to the show notes and i'm going to leave uh, i'm going to leave those there for you to get But we are called To live our lives as women in a way that brings honor to who not to ourselves but to the Lord, we are called to live in a way that brings honor to God. And I didn't see anything about that women's march that was bringing honor to the Lord. I want us to be thinking, just as we kind of enter into a new year and a new season, about how we as women what's the what is the role that women can play? Women are nurturers by nature. We are born responders. Where I kind of think women are like the first responders of the culture, right? In terms of emotion and. Uh, We're the ones who nurture children as a general rule. Now, I understand that, you know, um, guys change diapers. That's not what this is about. I saw a a video a couple of days ago, um, another video trying to remove gender stereotypes from parenting. And I actually agreed with this one. They were saying that, you know, men who are involved in the caretaking of their children, their children do better in school. They have better relationships with their peers. They have better relationships with their parents. They're more likely to graduate from high school and go on to college. It's a huge big deal for dads to get in there and change diapers and help around the house and show the kids what it means to actually uh, be a partner with somebody. But there's a big difference, I think, between uh, the way that the culture sees gender and the way that God sees it. God says that he's given us um, a part to play. And I think as women, we've kind of forgotten what that looks like in this crazy uh, age of feminism. And, this, and really, it's idolatry. It's kind of what I started out saying at the beginning of the podcast. It really is idolatry. It becomes the worship of a particular thing. And in this case, it's the worship of uh, women. I found a really interesting uh, blog post over at desiringgod.com and I'll link back to it today, talking about—it um, actually is called Wise Women— Build and I had i'd written this verse down and I, I typed it into google because I wanted to look it up And this article came up and I thought man Um, this is great. Uh, I I love the way that uh, that she starts out This looks like a guest article that was written by a woman named rebecca merkel And she starts out by saying we women for good or for ill are a very powerful force Proverbs 14 1 tells us that a wise woman builds her house But a foolish one tears it down with her own hands If you can convince a lot of women all at once to tear down our houses in unison, we are capable of tearing down an entire nation. And sadly, this is what women in America have been busily doing for the last century and more. In the early years of demolition, the cultural damage wasn't quite as obvious. Lots of women assumed, and still assume, that the feminist cause was nothing more than a much-needed remodel, the kind with a, quote, pardon our dust improvements in progress signs tacked up here and there. But we are a good ways into the project now, and it's beginning to be clear that the, quote, women's movement was actually a wrecking crew. The body count is now 58 million. The idea of, a public, of public decency is long gone. Our moral compass has vanished, and our nation is clearly adrift. So far adrift, in fact, that those fighting the hardest against the system don't even recognize that the enemy they're currently fighting is the direct result of their own previous efforts. The feminist outrage against Trump's lewd comments and fragrantly flagrant immorality is somewhat incongruous, given that this moment was made possible by the previous feminist victories over anti-obscenity laws and their insistence on the rights to, quote, consequenceless sex. The recent Women's March on Washington, which was duplicated in many cities across the nation, wasn't simply a stand against Trump as righteous as some think that could be. But a march for, quote, women's rights, which now means, according to the march's website, unrestricted abortion, as well as the rights of gay, lesbian, bi, queer, trans, or gender nonconforming to, quote, control our bodies and be free from gender norms, expectations, and stereotypes. And this is why I didn't want to have anything to do with that march. Women, know what you are supporting. I have heard from so many Christian women who have said that was a, right for, a march for women. No, it wasn't. It was, in their own words, a march for unrestricted abortion, as well as the rights of gay, lesbian, bi, queer, trans, or gender nonconforming to, quote, control our bodies and be free from gender norms, expectations, and stereotypes. That's what the Women's March was. The irony, this woman goes on to say, is that after a century of fighting for women's rights, we don't even know what a woman is anymore right? We got some work to do. The lofty rhetoric of our great-grandmother's generation has vanished, and if your Facebook feed looks anything like mine, then over the last week you were just treated to a breathtaking display of women in home crafted obscenity hats demanding the right to murder their own children. The, quote, dignity for women Message was somewhat overshadowed by the fact that women were demanding dignity of all things and had their faces poking out of those unspeakable hats. The various spectacles were simultaneously deeply vile and unbelievably petty, a shocking combination of immaturity and depravity, which reminds me of Lewis's description of intense evil in his book, Paralandra. C.S. Lewis writes, What chilled and almost cowed him was the union of malice with something nearly childish for temptation for blasphemy for a whole battery of horrors he was in some sort prepared but hardly for this petty nagging as of a nasty little boy at a preparatory school and she has a lot more to say but i'll close with with uh this paragraph that she writes below it the damage to our nation to our children to our public discourse is no longer subtle the carnage is real and extremely daunting but thankfully we women are capable of more than just destruction. Proverbs 14.1 doesn't just tell us that we have the ability to pull down our houses on our own heads. It also tells us that we are capable of building them. And similarly, a lot of women building our houses in unison are fully capable of building our broken nation back up. Our identity comes from the Lord. And he said that we are Capable of building our house. I want to encourage you today be a woman that your neighbors can respect. Be someone that your children can look up to. But more than anything else, instead of being a tantrum throwing toddler, be a woman who fears the Lord, someone who listens to the Lord, someone who puts others' interests ahead of our own. And as I said earlier, that is found in the day to day little things that actually build homes. It's found in being faithful to your husband. It's found in making meals for your kids, even when they tell you that they don't like it. Noah actually told his mama a couple of months ago that uh, the meal she made for him tasted like bugs. (laughs) I don't know for sure, but I think you might've got spanked for that. I don't know. But so often what we do as moms and as women feels thankless, and it's not it's home building. It's the foundation on which a nation is built. And we have an opportunity to be the voice of Jesus to a generation of women who have lost their way. It's time to roll up our sleeves and build our homes. The Bible says in Proverbs 14:1, wise women build their homes. We can do it. Thanks for listening today, you guys. Don't forget, leave me a review over on iTunes. I love, love, love it when you do that. I actually read them. And I will link back to this article today and a couple of other verses that I have uh, that I have uh, quoted. And also, I'll probably have a couple of graphics for you to download. So hop on over to the blog, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. And I'll see you back here on Wednesday when I'm gonna talk with my friend, Dorenda about whether or not Jesus would have administered spanking to a child who needed it. (laughs) So come back and join me on Wednesday. I'll see you then. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.